Good evening here. Talking live, talking alternative, talking comics, movies, TV, pop culture at large. This is Secrets of the Sire. I am your host, Mike Dolce. Having again some wonderful technical difficulties with the Periscope feed, but we're gonna we're gonna rock that pretty soon. Don't you worry. Um, we got a great show today. We got tons of cool guests. We got tons of just awesomeness abound as we normally do. We do this every week at um, talkingalternative.com. And um, we've got a guy coming on today who uh, is going to kick off our San Diego Comic-Con preview, which is really, really neat and really awesome. Um, Basically, San Diego Comic-Con is is coming. And uh, we have Con Life coming. Saints Girl 878 joining us on Periscope. I welcome you on Periscope. Welcome everybody on Periscope. Welcome everybody on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash secrets of the sire. And you can always check us out on there. You can check us out um, Periscope at Michael underscore Dolce. Uh, thank you to all again who uh, has joined. Um, it's great stuff. We are streaming live. We are talking live. Uh, one of the cool things that kind of happened and... Um, one of the cool things that, um, you know, cool rumors that uh, that kind of abound, and it happened on another podcast, so, you know, boo boo other podcasts for having guests that actually um, can start Facebook trending rumors here. Uh, but Secrets of the Sire, before we get into that, is brought to you by the Plan 10 Kickstarter. That's right. The sequel to the Ed Wood classic begs the question, why why raise the dead to destroy humanity when our cell phone culture is doing a fine job on its own? It's a fun book. It's written by me, co-written by James Massia, who's a convention partner of mine. We're going to talk conventions in a little bit, like I said, San Diego Comic-Con. We got Victor Dandridge coming on uh, as well. He is going to uh, give us the rundown on con life uh, in the next segment. But first, Marvel and 20th Century Fox. Uh, with word that 20th Century Fox has talked about teaming up with Marvel Studios, thanks to the huge success of Spider-Man and Civil War, fans of the Avengers, X-Men, Fantastic Four may soon get their wish to see all their favorite Marvel characters on screen. So we actually did a cool thing. If you checked out the Secrets of the Sire website this week, I wrote an article, uh, top three team-ups I want to see or battles I want to see. I would love if you guys chime in. We've got some people on Periscope right now. So if you can chime in on Periscope and let me know what battles you would like to see, that would be awesome. Uh, Facebook as well. Uh, you know, just comment in and, and let us know what uh, what kind of Marvel Fox crossovers you'd like to see. What I would love to see, and I think what everyone would love to see, Spider-Man Deadpool, right? I mean, that would be a cool uh, mashup. It's just a rumor about Spidey Deadpool, says Dan T. Lawson, too. Yes, it is just a rumor. It's Look, it's, this is all rumor. This is all innuendo. Uh, here, here's the background for anybody who's just joining us. Again, if you're streaming us on Periscope, we talk, We do this every Wednesday night, TalkingAlternative.com. We're Secrets of the Sire. Um, same thing for anybody who's streaming us on Facebook. Um, rumors came via Collider Heroes podcast. Uh, where host John Schnepp welcomed guest Matt Key from Marvel Movie News. Key went on to mention that 20th Century Fox has had internal discussions about sharing characters with the Marvel Universe. Uh, He said, I quote, I've heard a few of my sources, my little birds, that Fox and Marvel have kind of talked, but not really. 
Like, there's interest from Fox. Like, you know what they did with Sony and Spider-Man is actually pretty cool, so, like, maybe. Um, he did say we're years away from that ever happening, so, again, these are all rumors. But, man, would it be kind of cool... First of all, look, let's just be honest. It would be just amazing to actually have, you know, X-Men existing in the same universe. Now, I don't know how they would um, kind of handle the... Uh, Quicksilver thing with Magneto, if it did merge, maybe they could write that in, because obviously if you saw Avengers Ultron, um, and Dan T. Lawson just chimed in, I would like to see a Wolverine in an Avengers lineup, of course. And that was one of the top three. Again, if you go to secretsdesire.com, I actually wrote an article for inquisitor.com, uh, and it outlined, and one of the things I would love to see is Wolverine in the Avengers, okay? I mean, because he was in there, so... Back in the uh, in the 2000s, in order to maximize his exposure and most likely maximize their profits, uh, Wolverine put uh, sorry Marvel put Wolverine in just about every single comic book that they published, which included making him an Avenger. So could you picture Hugh Jackman, you know, who says he's retiring, but coming out of retirement, joining forces with, you know, the Avengers, you know, trading uh, barbs with Iron Man, and you know. Uh, him and Captain America can actually wax about the 40s. Captain America would actually have somebody to relate to, um, which they did, you know, back in the, uh, in, the, in the comics. Part of me wishes the big fight scene had Wolverine, Spidey, Storm, etc. I mean, yeah, I mean, how cool would that be, right? I mean, look, X-Men Apocalypse, I still haven't seen it. I gotta be honest with you. I, this is my job to see these things, and I don't want to see it. It wasn't, it's not up there. I'm gonna wait for it to come on cable. Um, but how much better would it have been to have everyone... Um, you know, it definitely would have been really, really cool to do that. So, yeah, it says don't waste your money on Apocalypse. I get it. You know, absolutely. Deadpool versus Spider-Man now. I want to I jump. Actually, wait, before we even do this now. Um, one of Yahoo Movies kind of commented on this. And what they said was most likely the first pairing we're going to see is the Fantastic Four being moved back into the Marvel Universe. Because they actually kind of said it. And it's true. Look, X-Men, as bad as... Uh, all right. As poor... I'm not going to say bad because they, you know, it still made some money. As, as poorly uh, as... Poorly as um, Dan T. Lawson just chimed in. He saw X-Men Apocalypse online and still wanted his money back. Um, you know, as poorly as it did, comparatively speaking, it's still a billion-dollar franchise. Deadpool is still, like, I mean, Deadpool is ridiculously popular. So 20th Century Fox isn't going to necessarily um, just hand that over, you know, hand that French franchise over um, to Marvel because why would they? It's still making money. Deadpool's making money. The sequel's going to make money. Uh, we welcome some more people. Jeez, uh, I can't read that last thing. I'm going to butcher your your usernames too if you uh, if you guys chime in. But again, anybody who just joined us, we do this every Wednesday night, 8:30 p.m. Eastern, um, and on TalkingAlternative.com, uh, and. We have a guest who's going to be calling in soon, uh, Victor Dandridge, and he is going to be uh, talking about this as well. But anyway, that's just for anybody who just recently uh, joined in. Uh, but Hulk versus Thing would be the first thing that comes to mind, right? I mean, how much would we want to see? And this is at Zachy MKDR just joined us as well in our conversation. How much would you want to see? Uh, how much would you want to see a? Uh, a Hulk versus Thing. Fantastic Four needs to come over to Marvel. Imagine a Stark Banner Richards think tank on screen. I mean, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless, right? 
I mean, you can have... First of all, Hulk versus Thing has to happen because that battle was made to happen. I mean, how many times did it happen in the comics? I can tell you. Actually, it started in Fantastic Four number 12. Um, it, 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 you know, General Ross, you know, kind of sent the Fantastic Four to capture the Hulk. I mean, you could have that. You could have that in the current... In the current um, uh, universe right now. I mean, you could have that exact plot line. And then issue 25, uh, that was ranked by many, Realm of Comicdom, one of the uh, WordPress blog that we saw. Welcome at Monica Khan. Again, we do this every Wednesday night, 8.30 Eastern on uh, TalkingAlternative.com. It's a live radio show which gets turned into a podcast. So anybody who's joining us, just want to keep you, keep you guys informed. I got yelled at by one guy who's like, who are you talking to? It's like, well, we're talking to thousands of people across the country. And he thought, thought I was just talking to him on Periscope. So I like to keep people informed. Yeah, we, we've got the, the, you know, Hulk versus Thing, number issue 25 of Fantastic Four, way back in the day, Jack Kirby drawn. I mean, could you picture the Josh Trank uh, Thing, who looks pretty badass? Yes, this is live radio at Zachy MKDR. Anybody with a, with a weird username, I'm just not going to even come close to getting right. This is radio. It's on TalkingAlternative.com. Um, yeah, no, could you picture Josh Trank's Thing battling it out with the Hulk? I mean... Epic. Absolutely epic. You've got Mark Ruffalo. I mean, the CGI is there. Welcome at Tasty underscore Tamale as well to the live radio show, TalkingAlternative.com. Yes, Tasty Tamale. Give her some hearts for that. I'm hoping it's a heart. I'm, I'm assuming it's a girl. That was very sexist of me. Tasty Tamale. Hey, could, be, uh, could be a guy. Could be a heterosexual pride day. That was, that was trending. We won't talk about that. We're, we're going to leave the politics at the door today we've talked politics before so if you ever catch us uh we're actually on itunes uh at dan T. lawson too. hulk versus thor versus wolverine versus thing I, I again epic i mean you could do everything think about it too infinity war could actually set the stage for all this too i should have read that somewhere so i'm not going to take total credit but I'll take some credit for thinking of this idea. Infinity War is going to reset the Marvel Universe, right? Thanos is messing with the Marvel Universe by the, by the time Infinity War comes around. He has the power to warp reality. I mean, look, in the comics, Scarlet Witch, you know, said three words and erased all mutants with the exception of maybe like 100 or 200. Yeah, see, Sam, my engineer, um, we welcome at Real, Real Elias. Real Elias, I got it right this time. Um... To this, this is live radio, by the way, TalkingAlternative.com. Uh, Deadwood, good movie. Or Deadpool, good movie. Jeffrey A. Rowe, I'm sure, is chiming in. But yeah, I mean, Scarlet Witch was able to reset the entire Marvel Universe. you got to imagine that on screen, you're going to see, uh, you know, Thanos reset the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe in some way, shape, or form. Or at least has the possibility. So if they could hammer out their issues, if Fox... And, and Marvel Studios could come together. And Marvel is going to welcome with open arms, but they're going to want creative control, which, again, we don't care. I mean, look at the success of Civil War. Look at how good Spider-Man was. That would be amazing. House of M storyline. I mean, it just keeps going. There's so many possibilities. And all it's going to take is Fox to kind of kind of recognize this. Get it all under one roof. Get Deadpool and Spider-Man together. It'll never happen, though. And this is the one thing that we're going to talk about. Not that Fox and Marvel won't come together. They will. And like we said, Fantastic Four will most likely be the first, um, you know, franchise over there. Because, look, it, it tanked at the box office. The reboot was, was, just, was just bad. Uh, yes, at Real Lies, Deadpool and Spider-Man, we'd love to see that together. Um, 
you know, David Dominguez, welcome on the Facebook stream as well, too. Uh, and Jeffrey A. Rowe. I mean, we would love to see Deadpool Spidey. Love to see it. It will never happen, though. Why? Deadpool's R rating. Spider-Man is not. Could they... Could they get everyone together? Hello, at Misty Jade. You know, we basically could have... I don't know. Would you guys enjoy... And I guess I'll, I'll ask this, because we're actually going to break soon. We're going to be going on a commercial pretty soon. Uh, would you guys actually enjoy a PG-13 Deadpool? Because that's what it's going to take, right? If, if you're going to see Deadpool Spider-Man together, if you're going to see these two guys on screen together, and it's going to be the Tom Holland version who definitely kicked a whole bunch of butt. Uh, Dan T. Lawson already chimed in and said, Hells to the no, we don't want to see uh, an, a, a PG-13 Deadpool. And that's why it's going to be really hard to get Deadpool and Spidey together, despite the fact that Marvel even launched their own comic book series together. Um, because... Look, two of the most popular characters in the Marvel Universe right now, Deadpool and Spidey. We'll see if we can get it to film. I want to thank all our Periscope viewers. We're going to switch over to commercial break. We're actually live radio, so keep chiming in. We want to keep hearing your thoughts. We've got a great guest coming up next. We're going to, He's going to chime in. He's also a comic book creator. Um, I want to thank all the Facebook viewers. Again, we are going to commercial break. We do this every Wednesday. I've got a lot of activity tonight. we got a topic everyone wants to talk about, Marvel and Fox crossing over. Uh, so we're going to welcome Victor Dandridge. Coming up next, TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Are you concerned about epilepsy, autism, or diabetes? Are you interested in alternative treatments, the impact of health, or new therapies? Then tune into my show, Frank About Health. I'm Frank Harrison, the host. Tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc, where you learn more about these illnesses, treatments, the social impacts, and create a dialogue with each other. That's Frank About Health, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. This is a weekly radio show on TalkingAlternative.com. We actually have just a ton of online uh, 
listeners tonight. Uh, we're always Facebook streaming, so you can check us out at secretsofthesire.com. Um, you could check us out at facebook.com slash secretsofthesire, S-I-R-E. Sire is actually the combo character I created. Uh, for anybody who's new to the gang and new to this, we do this every week, every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. We do it live. Um, I love it when you guys are, are talking to me. I love it when you guys are talking to each other. Your, you guys are chatting. I mean, look, people are passionate about this stuff. It's a great thing. So my background, I am a comic book writer and artist. I've been doing comic books for 15 years. I've got a comic book called The Sire. It's about a superhero forced by his own costume to fight evil. You can check me out at New York Comic Con coming up in October, but you can check me out at San Diego Comic Con as well. Um, I will be uh, signing and doing all that fun stuff. But we're talking um, Marvel and Fox crossovers, and the guy I am welcoming on right Right now, he's a good friend of mine, Mr. Victor Dandridge. You, Victor, you there? Yo, yo, what's going on, man? We are just, we are just flooded with. We got a ton of Periscope viewers right now. We got a ton of Facebook people. I mean, everyone is just going back and forth. I wish you could see the comments. Maybe you can actually if you're Periscoping oh, no, right no, now. I totally am watching. I'm yeah. totally watching on Facebook. So yeah, I'm seeing you guys talking on here. It's good stuff. Yeah, I, and you see the passion from the fans. Um, before we, oh, sorry. Oh, I absolutely do, man. This is this is. Lots of people are talking. It's good. Yeah, no, it is. And before we actually get into the question, uh, give a little background for your, of who you are as well. I just gave my background to all the newbies that are out there. Um, maybe they can start downloading the podcast on iTunes every Friday. They can tune in every Wednesday. But uh, give us a little background on Victor Dandridge and what you do in the comic book world. Sure, sure. I'm a uh, self-publishing comic creator from Columbus, Ohio. I have my uh, own imprint, Vantage In-House Productions. Started up about six years ago. We've got uh, about five different titles coming out right now. I'm the head writer for all of them. Uh, I have a range of different things from All Ages Friendly, The Wonder Care Presents The Kindergartians that I do with Justin Castaneda, uh, teen-friendly stuff, Origins Unknown that I do with Jacob Newell. Uh, Shout-out to a fellow New Yorker, Harold Edge, who I do uh, The Trouble With Love with. And um, we got the Samaritan series that I do with my buddy Ray McKenzie. Very, very cool. And uh, just to give a little background again to anybody who is who is on the Periscope feed, the Facebook feed, or anybody who's joining us on TalkingAlternative.com right now, we're talking Marvel Fox crossovers, and uh, it's uh, definitely it's definitely a big like topic. Uh, first of all, what do you think about the rumor that they're going to be getting together? Um, I, you and I have been doing this uh, in the comic book biz now. I mean, I've been doing it for 15 years. I think you're, what, like, I think you're right up there the same same amount of time as me, right? I'm close. I'm close. You're close. You got me by a little bit. All right. So, Deadpool Spider-Man, do you think it's ever going to happen? Um, I think it could, actually. Now, what's really interesting to me is Matt Key is a pal of mine, so it's great to see this blowing up for him. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Isn't I, that funny, right? Well, man, yeah, wait. yeah, it's so crazy. Then I'm going to get him on the show. We'll, we'll, hook, we'll do the hookup. You'll, you'll get, you'll get yeah, him on the show. Yeah, I'll, I'll spread the word. But, um, no, I honestly think that it could work, especially with the fourth wall aspect that Deadpool knows that he's in a PG-13 movie, and he's trying not to cuss. Ah. I think that, that would be hilarious. So that's the way it could work, and I agree with you. I think that's exactly the way it could work. Is if it is if it breaks that fourth wall again. Um, you know, Dan T. Lawson just chimed in, and it's two different tones of movies. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they deal with it. The funny thing is, we're already talking about a Deadpool Spider-Man crossover, and Spider-Man right. Homecoming hasn't even come out yet, so we don't even know, <laughs> you know, what that's going to even entail. Um, just want to give a shout out to everybody too. You can call in live. Victor is actually my guest, my featured guest today, but you can always call in live 877-480-4120. Um, Hulk versus Thing. What do we think? 
Um, I think that's that's a classic. Um, I think though, if we did that one, it would be more. It wouldn't be a movie unto itself. I don't think we would get that. No, I think we would get like a a little short. You know, because that's a lot of CGI. That's a whole lot of CGI. Do you think that that would be, I guess, part of a new Fantastic Four movie? Maybe. I could see that. Yeah, I could. I could see that being, you know, somewhat of the intro of bringing the Fantastic Four into the larger scope Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, I mean, how great and how great would that be to see Hugh Jackman just tearing it up with the rest of the Avengers? Yeah. Okay. So it's so funny that you say that because that's not the first place that I went in terms of any sort of crossover. What would be the first crossover in your head? Old Man Logan. Old Man. Ooh, Old Man yeah, Logan. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes taking, sense, right? He's he's, yeah, he's an old man. Instead of now. taking the, the Fox guys and put them in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would bring those guys over to Fox. Uh, I guess isn't it like aren't we aren't we just like saying apples and apples here? I mean, isn't it the same? I mean, I guess isn't it like one movie, like one giant movie? Um, I mean, it could be, but I think that what what the goal would be is that the stronger property helps out the weaker property. Mm. And I would definitely say that, um, that, um, you know, the Fox side is the weaker property. So uh, basically, I guess in your mind, Fox retains creative control and just gets an assist from Marvel, which is different than what worked with the civil war movie where Sony basically had to relinquish everything. Exactly. Interesting. All right, so we're going to switch gears for a second. We just, uh, you and I, just attended Wizard World Philadelphia, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we had it. You had us. You had me on the hot seat, and and the, we had we did a panel together. So for anybody who's never been to comic conventions before, and we're going to get into the whole con life thing. We've got two segments to talk to Victor with. Um, you're actually making a living doing this convention, um, you know, circuit. Uh, which I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are really curious to hear. A lot of, lot of people, we've already got, I know one guy chimed in and asked if I'm going to New York Comic Con, and he's bought, just bought tickets. Like, tons of people uh, are, are into this kind of stuff. But we did a panel together, and you, kinda, right. and you asked the question, you know, what's the one storyline that you could rewrite, re- yeah, rewrite if you had the chance? And so I'm going to flip this on to you. What is the one storyline in comics that you would want to rewrite if you got the chance? Uh, the first one that comes to mind is uh, the Marvel series Siege. I, I mm. just wasn't a big fan of how it ended, honestly. And so I, I honestly have had notes. I've taken notes on what I would have done <laughs> differently to reshape that one. Give our audience, what is Marvel uh, Siege? What is that? Okay, so Marvel Siege is the fallout from their Secret Invasion crossover where... Uh, the stage is set where Thor has rebuilt Asgard, floating over Oklahoma, Broxton, Oklahoma, and Norman Osborn has taken control of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. and is the acting head of it. He's currently wearing the Iron Patriot suit. He's actually the guy that put that together. Um, and he's leading his group of uh, Avengers, uh, who are actually reformed villains, but he's leading them against uh, Asgard, trying to you know, push it over try to you know, destroy it so that way Loki can kind of take over and and you know do these backwards sort of deals that he's uh, built. And how did it end? It ends where all of the heroes kind of band together. Um, they end up fighting Boyd, who is the evil counterpart to Sentry. Um, and it, it, I mean, it's not it's not terrible. Don't don't get me wrong on that one, but <laughs> I just didn't 
love it. Like I, I had honestly waited. The big thing that drew me in was the idea that Sentry had killed the character Ares, God of War. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of badass. Let's see where this goes. But then it kind of lost its teeth for me after that. So out of all like memorable comic book stories, that's the one that you <laughs> like Marvel sees. Like that's the one you're like you're like man, that one, that one. I, they really blew that one. <laughs> like, well, out I mean, of everything. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to step on the toes of giants, man. I know better. I know my role. <laughs> so, okay. So, you're you're trying to backdoor your way into uh, into into rewriting an epic. Could, could you ever see that as a potential Marvel movie? The, the the siege crossover. Yes, absolutely. Who plays Norman Osborn? Nick Cage. Oh, see, there you go. See, he's got this. See, Victor's Victor Sharp. He put me on the spot <laughs> at the panel. I'm like, I I Batman. <laughs> Batman should be rewritten. Ben Affleck is good. Uh, Dan T. Lawson chimed in and said, Harvey Keitel. Ooh, Harvey Keitel, Ooh. Norman Osborn. That would be really exciting. For anybody just joining us, we are on TalkingAlternative.com. We are a live radio show every Wednesday night at 8.30 Eastern. In fact, we're actually getting bumped up even further to primetime. We're actually moving to Wednesdays at 8 starting next week, so it's going to be very exciting. Uh, we are talking Marvel-Fox crossovers. We are talking about all kinds of cool stuff. Now, Victor, you actually... San Diego Comic Con's coming up in three weeks. Um, yes. You tour the country. I mean, you basically tour the country. You just went to Wizard World Sacramento? Yeah. Uh, actually, that was two weeks ago. Last weekend, I was in Louisville, Kentucky for Derby City Comic Con. How many conventions a year do you do? Uh, it averages somewhere between 36 and 50 comic book events. And how many are traveling events? I know you do some local, so there's not as much, uh, you know, grind and road and all that, you know, all that stuff. Well, I would say, like, out of the local ones, we're looking at probably five or six. So, yeah, quite a few travel pieces. <laughs> so you've actually, I mean, you've done this, so we're going to switch over to kind of entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial. Boy, I can't talk to you. There tonight. we go. You know, I'm not even, like, <laughs> drunk. I mean, I haven't even drank anything. <laughs> Maybe I should. Maybe I'll be more articulate this way. It's going to be a classic podcast, me talking to Periscope viewers and uh, me slurring words when I'm not drunk. It's going to be great. Like anybody downloading <laughs> on iTunes is going to be like, what the hell is going on with this? Uh, Dan T. Lawson just chimed in. What is your opinion on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? We'll get that. To, we'll get to that in a second, actually, because uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is another one that uh, I think I think is, a, is an interesting topic to talk about in terms of crossing over. Uh, what do we do with the Inhumans? You know, that's a question we, we're right. going to have to ask. Um, but real quick on the convention stuff, and then we're going to get back to conventions in the next segment too. So don't 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 you worry. Um, well, actually, real quick then, what do you think about Inhumans? I mean, if if Marvel crosses over with Fox, now here's here's the downside too. Not the downside, mm-hmm. actually. I, I shouldn't say that. Marvel's now been pumping the Inhumans right because they don't want right. to promote X Men. It's a known, it's a known, uh, it, it's one of those unspoken known. Uh, quantities at the Marvel offices. I have my little birds at Marvel offices. They know they're not allowed to pump up Fantastic Four. They're not even publishing Fantastic Four right now. Right. They're not even publishing, you know, they're they're publishing some, you know, stray Fantastic Four stuff, but they've gone all in on humans and humans basically being the new X-Men. You know, what happens do you think if Fox and Marvel cross over? Hey, great, we get to get a real X-Men title again. That would be awesome. Hey, we get to get a Fantastic Four title again. That would be awesome. What happens to the Inhumans? For me, I think uh, I think the Inhumans could potentially have their own place. I mean, it's not that they were just created for this gap. They've always been around. So I think that they could potentially reestablish them as a key uh, franchise. 
It would be interesting to share that space, though. I can't imagine that. Inhumans, though, were always like dull and boring to me. And and yeah, I, yeah, I mean, come on. What has she got? The giant hair, Medusa. I mean, maybe that would look cool on screen. I mean, maybe we'll see what the, we'll see what that might uh, you know might entail. But like you know, I, it it reeked of it reeked of we don't want to give uh, you know. Fox any leverage over our own characters when they were really pumping in humans. Uh, but to answer Dan T. Lawson's um, question, though, too, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., are you a big Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. guy? No, I haven't been. And I feel so bad because they are pumping in humans. I love the humans. It's actually a pretty good show. All right, when okay. we get back, though, we're going to do con survival tips. You are the man when it comes to conventions. You're, you just said you do 36 shows, and we're going to get really into that. <laughs> I want to get into the culture. Um, my Periscope peeps, I love you. Keep chiming in. Keep chiming in. We're going we're gonna to get you as much as possible. Keep chiming in on the Marvel stuff and Fox stuff. But we're going to shift gears when we come back. We're going to start talking convention. Hashtag con life. Give us the lowdown. How do you even do this when we return? You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because The Rob and Callie Show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone, and now we're bringing it to the radio. So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 8.30 on talkradio.myc. And that's Eastern Standard Time, so join us. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. Secrets of the Sire. Again, big activity on Periscope today. You can Periscope. Uh, you can always find me on my Twitter feed, M, uh, sorry, uh, at Michael underscore Dolce, D-O-L-C-E. And that's my Periscope feed as well. Follow me. We do this every Wednesday night. I also Periscope a few other things. I Periscope while I'm at conventions. I'll be doing San Diego Comic-Con in three weeks. Uh, now, Victor, uh, our guest, Victor Dandridge, is a, is a Comic-Con circuit man. Uh, tell us what you do at the comic shows themselves. So, um, obviously, I vend my own books, um, but uh, particularly with the Wizard World shows, um, I've built a partnership with them so that I'm kind of a, a jack-of-all-trades for those guys. So, I'm hosting their uh, Drink and Draw, uh, which is usually their Friday night after-hours event. Uh, I've been the co-host. Uh, for their costume contest, off and on with different shows. Um, actually, the majority of the shows this year. Um, we'll see if that continues. Um, I hear that they've got a partnership they're working on that might uh, remove me out of the equation this time. But um, I'm also a guy that, that puts together or uh, sits on a lot of panels for them, okay. um, as well as doing uh, press whenever they need. So whether that's you know the kickoff stuff or mm-hmm. early in the morning, the day of the show, um, I'm that guy. So I'm basically you know putting myself in a position where Whenever they need me, I'm there. 
Um, right now, I'm actually serving as the uh, local ambassador. Uh, so I'll be the point guy for Wither World Columbus because that's my hometown. And really trying to help set up, you know, making sure that this show is the best possible, you know, with the grounds, uh, grounds on team. You know, the, the marketing, the, you know, different events and locations that things are going on at. You know, I'm, I'm the guy that's going to help put that together. So talk to me and let me know. So everyone, everyone hears Comic-Con, right? They just hear this. Now it's like this, it's this huge buzzword. Uh, like, what's the difference between like a Wizard World show and an actual Comic-Con? Is there a difference or, or is there not a difference? I mean, people kind of, people are getting into this, but, you know, what is the difference if there is any? So there, there are a few different uh, setups when it comes to comic conventions. Um, you have your small regional shows, which can range from, you know, just a room in, in some, you know, little storefront mm-hmm. to uh, a, a hotel, really. Um, sometimes they can even go to, I, I guess, a convention, an actual convention setup, but they're, they're really self-contained, very small, um, you know, limited to maybe one or two celebrity guests. Uh, predominantly featuring, uh, mm-hmm. you know, back issue dealers. You, you'll definitely have an artist alley, you know, location where artists can sh- uh, show and sell their original artworks, prints, um, books, you know, things like that. But a regional show is going to be very, very, you know, small scale. Uh, you're probably looking at roughly maybe like a couple of hundred people to, we'll say, max about 10,000. You know, you yeah. might get a little bit more than that, but rarely do you actually go uh, higher than that. Um, then you have your premiere shows. Now, premiere shows are ones that have a bit more invested into it, so they're going to be a lo- larger scale. They're usually going to run quite a few more days than your usual, you know, um, regional piece. A regional show runs roughly like, you know, one or two days, a re- or a big show, premiere show, uh-huh. three to four days. Um, they're going to have a lot more celebrity guests, um, a lot more current, like, big celebrity uh, events, like, you know, people from movies now, people from TV shows now, as opposed to... Uh, people that are retired from you know different movies or different franchises that they've worked on. It's always sad, um, right, to see those guys. They're going to have a lot more multimedia events, so there's going to be more gaming, video games. There's going to be panels, sometimes screenings of movies, um, all kinds of stuff. And you know, there's a number of different you know platforms that feature the premiere status. Wizard World is definitely one of them. Read Pop is another, and then mm-hmm. of course there is San Diego Comic Con, which also includes WonderCon and. Um, what else do they have under them? Is it Ape? I think Ape I think is they do under Ape, them. yeah. I think they do. So, so, yeah, yeah. So there's there's ranges and styles and very different, you know, takes on it. But, of course, you know, you hear the term Comic-Con, you're right. It is homogenous. Everybody thinks, oh, it's the same thing. And it's not. You know, that's the, that's the beautiful play on that people would use. But it's not the same. Uh, you know, San Diego is really the, the godfather of that concept. Yep. Um, and I think the next... You know, closest thing to what San Diego does is New York. I think New York is actually, I mean, right up there now. I mean, it's 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 more in terms of more people because it can fit more people. And now they're actually trying right. to do what San Diego does, which is expand into the city. So we're actually, and they they they've been they've been doing this the last couple of years. They've been doing like events at different places. Um, right. You know, uh, uh, Impractical Jokers at NYCC again. I mean, you know, there's so many different celebrities now that hit the premiere shows. You're not going to see big celebrities doing the smaller like you said, the hotel shows or, you know, right. the church shows or whatever the case is, but you're going to see big-time celebrities hitting the big-time shows. Funny fact, though, and for all of our audience out there, Burt Ward charges more for an autograph than Adam West. 
Burt Ward really? played. Yes, he does. Burt Ward plays played Robin in the uh, Batman and Robin, the the wonderful show, and uh, and Adam West and him they sometimes do it. Adam West is actually still a celebrity thanks to Family Guy, um, so uh-huh. he's still actually relevant. I guess that's maybe why Burt Ward needs to charge a little more because he's <laughs> not. He's very irrelevant. So that's a that's funny funny anecdote number one. Now, Victor, have you been to San Diego Comic Con? No, I've never oh, been to San Diego. You got to do it. You got to do I it. Know, Thirty-six shows. You got to do it. I, I got to tell you, San Diego Comic Con is unlike any um, any experience out there. Um, now, Sam, my engineer, he actually uh, he was in the anime world, uh, so he's and he's been to San Diego Comic Con four times. I've actually been six times. I'll be there again this year with the table. I haven't had a table since two thousand two, so it'll be really exciting to kind of see nice. how it's changed since then. But funny, funny stories, and this is a good segue into the con uh, survival guide, which I want you to give to our to our um, listeners and our viewers. Uh, I actually witnessed one time a guy getting arrested out of out of side of San Diego Comic Con because it opened the doors opened and the cops were actually trying to direct traffic, like direct the and I don't mean traffic like cars. I mean like they were trying to direct the people. And there's this one dude. He's a kid. He might he had to be like 17 years old, and he just he had to jaywalk like he was he was persistent on jaywalking because he had to get in the doors open and he had to get in and the cop is like no you wait and so you see him like almost like robotically like as if there's like an impenetrable shield that he's trying to she's trying to break he's like bobbing and weaving and eventually the cop just tackles him and arrests him like right on the spot so this is the kind of frenzy that these shows actually invoke so my number one survival guide is don't get arrested that's my number yeah, one rule <laughs> if you go to a Comic Con, don't get arrested. Listen, I'm black, so getting arrested <laughs> is kind of like a key facet of life. It's just kind of one of those things where, nah, it's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. But definitely not like that. That's, that's your that's your lifetime uh, that's your lifetime rule, though, right? I mean, oh wow, wow. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, you know, in general, like we all we all don't, yeah, yeah. You know. no, no, I mean. I, I, I do work at school, so I really can't afford to get arrested. That would be really, really bad for me career-wise. <laughs> you brought in the... You brought in the, the I, I don't see colors of skin. I see no... I, I see no colors. I see everything is... is everything... I, maybe I'm colorblind. Um, no, so give me your... Give me your... Um, give me your, your con survival tips um, for people who are going to their first Comic-Con. Maybe San Diego uh, in three weeks is their first show. Maybe New York is going to be their first show. Uh, maybe they're doing a, even a small hotel one, but the premier Comic Cons, the Wizard Worlds. What are your con survival guide? What is your con right. survival guide? So, so I've got uh, four very general one, ones and one secret, one secret that I'm willing to share. All right, I like um, that. Here we go. So the first one I will definitely give you is good footwear. Uh, there's a lot of walking around when you do these shows, so you want to make sure that. You, you are as comfortable feet-wise as possible. And we're talking, you have to go prepared for Vietnam. you got to have dry socks, good shoes, <laughs> help yourself out, okay? Like, don't, don't be the guy that walks around and is just so uncomfortable by, you know, the third hour because you're probably only a quarter of the way in and it would take you far longer to walk back. So first things first, get your feet right. Definitely get your feet that, right. I, all I kept picturing was the Forrest Gump. Um, scene that you just that you just portrayed. <laughs> I mean, it's what it is. You know, it's like, look, you know, the difference between a good show and a great show could be how comfortable your feet are. It really is. Yeah. Um, the next thing I'm going to tell you is to hydrate, man. You got to have water with you. Um, you know, the amount of people that are there will just create an experience that is just almost claustrophobic. You mm-hmm. know. Um, so stay hydrated. You it'll it'll 
you know, handle things a lot better. Um, you know, you staying hydrated will keep you from getting sick. Um, and, and also, one of those weird things, and I know you can attest to this, especially if you're ever behind the table, you don't always get to break for food. And drinking water will actually help alleviate some of your hunger pangs. So, I just snort a line of water. Coke. You know, I just, I just, you know, get my, get the juices going. Oh, wait, that shouldn't be, that should be, don't, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. No, 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 don't, don't, that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> that's, that, that might be bad. Um, definitely bring something to carry stuff in. Um, you know, I see this happen a lot with cosplayers, actually. People in their first time cosplaying, they uh, carry stuff in their hands. And that gets tiring very quickly. Uh, it doesn't matter how big or heavy it is or how light it might be. If you carry it all day, it becomes the bane of your existence. Mm-hmm. So bring something where you can put stuff into it, whether that's swag that you pick up, stuff that you buy, or a piece of your costume. Be able to carry it hands-free. It's in your best interest. All right, before you give your secret, um, you started talking about the cosplay stuff. Now, cosplay is yeah. huge at conventions now. I mean, it basically, I mean, it, it makes up, I think, like 50% of the attendees now either come to cosplay or come to see other people in cosplay. Um, give us the etiquette for cosplay because it's become a big thing actually it, it is and what's it's interesting is that you know when we first started doing shows cosplay was not a thing like the dude that dressed up totally as aquaman was the weirdo that you stayed away from <laughs> now you high five that dude you know yeah right um so okay so here's first things first with cosplay don't take pictures of them without speaking to them Mm. Um, you know, cosplay is not consent is a big, you know, statement. It's a ridiculous statement that it even needs to be said. Sure. But the thing is, is that it's uber creepy if you're taking pictures of anybody without their knowledge. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Um, the other thing with cosplay is it's okay to talk to them and ask questions, but be decent. Um, I've met many cosplayers, especially female cosplayers, that are approached in very inappropriate ways yeah um just because a person is in a revealing costume doesn't mean that they are asking for your lewd comments they're not asking for you to google them and they're definitely not asking for you to touch them don't absolutely absolutely no and it's it's true it's actually i mean it's it's tough though too i think a lot of these people that you know i guess i could say this back in the day i don't know if i can say this as much anymore and that's what makes it even even worse to, to, to have to even discuss this is the fact that, you know, 15 years ago I could sit there and say, well, I mean, these people don't get out much. They're in their, their closets. They're ridiculed. But look, comic books are in. Comic, like, the yeah. geek, geekdom is in. So these people, they get out now. They still might not be socially, you know, they might still be socially awkward, I guess. But for the most part, it's not like they have to hide their, their love of this stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think so. All right, we only have two minutes to go, so I want you to give us give us your secret and then give us where we can find all the good stuff about you. All right, so here's the secret. The secret is bring stuff, water, snacks, whatever, that you can give to staffers, volunteers, and sometimes artists to make friends. You'd be surprised Ooh. how many of us don't go prepared for that stuff, and if you have it, you are a savior. Do that, and you will make a friend for life. I've been known to give out some free sketches to, to some fans. Who yeah, food. yeah. Food is, food is like the great equalizer. All right, Victor, it's been awesome having you on. Give the audience everything they need to know about where you're going to be, how to get in touch with you, where to find you. You know, This is this is your minute. Do it, man. Okay, so you can look me up online at vantageinhouse.blogspot.com. It'll have my convention schedule, the different books that I'm working on next. Definitely follow me at Vantage Inhouse on Twitter and Instagram. 
and definitely like my page on Facebook. It's uh, you know, Facebook.com forward slash Vantage Inhouse. Get my likes up, man. I got less than a thousand. This is ridiculous. Help me out, people. Victor Dandridge, thank you so much. All right, when we come back, we're going to go spinning the racks. We're going to come back to your Marvel Fox crossovers. I know a lot of people were chiming in on that before. Uh, we're also going to talk a little Matrix Reloaded returning, or was it just an internet hoax when we come back? You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Welcome back. Boy, the show went really fast today. Uh, we just had a ton of online activity, and we welcome that every single week. We are here, TalkingAlternative.com, every week. Uh, we're also on Periscope, at Michael underscore Dolce. You can find me. That's my Twitter feed as well. Underscore is not the dash. It's the underline in between two words. Dolce, D-O-L-C-E. You can find me there. You can go to Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by our Plan 10 Kickstarter. Yes, this is the Secrets of the Sire Plan 10 Kickstarter. The sequel to the Edwood classic begs the question, why raise the dead to destroy humanity when our cell phone culture is doing a fine job on its own? It's a fun book, a lot of cool pop culture references, and a unique twist that pits aliens versus humans versus technology. We'll be launching it live on air next week. So we're going to launch our, our Kickstarter, but it's going to be next week at 8 p.m., just got the just got the wonderful news tonight. We're going to be here on 8 p.m. Uh, every night. Uh, every, sorry, not every night. Every week, Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Starting next week. So we are really exciting. We're going to launch, um, you know, one week from today. And uh, you can go to Facebook.com/slash/Plan10 from Outer Space. Great show. We, uh, we and we do this for any any newcomers. Uh, to the show or to the podcast, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, uh, we're on SoundCloud. You can go to my SoundCloud account, soundcloud.com slash Secrets of the Sire. You can get any of our old episodes. We do this every week. It's really great. Um, we spin the racks. We take a look at some of the news and some of the happenings that kind of happen. And uh, welcome to Smiler underscore 23 to TalkingAlternative.com every weeknight, 8.30 p.m. And we have some more people as well, too. We're going to get back to your Marvel Fox crossovers. Hit me up on Periscope. W- give me what you want to see. What... What great crossovers you like to see? But in the meantime, let's spin the racks. Do you take the blue pill or the red p- pill, Sam? Sam is my engineer. For anybody that just joined, um, the, for Matrix fans everywhere who would probably like to forget the uh, p- 
poorly received sequels uh, to the groundbreaking 1999 film, uh, the answer would be the blue pill. That's the one that would make them forget for anybody. And um, hello to all our Periscope peeps out there. But uh, just this week, an old news item posted on Worst Previews actually made its way across Facebook. It became one of like the trending topics. And this is kind of like one of the funniest things, though, right? Like uh, Sam, my engineer, actually uh, tagged me in an article that I actually, I actually wrote an article about, too. I don't think he tagged me in the article I wrote, which is good. Maybe I know it would have been actually even better because I would get more. I'd get paid more if you actually clicked on my article. Um, but I write for Inquisitor.com and I wrote this article about the um, Matrix sequels coming out. Is there a Matrix Four and Matrix Five coming out? Because it, you know, I'm, uh, every week we we kind of like plan our show in advance. We have our guests, we have our topics, so this, we have stuff to talk about. But when we spin the racks, we go and we check out all the cool new stuff. And one of the big things trending was Keanu Reeves says Matrix Four and Five happening. Keanu Reeves says the Matrix is coming back, and it's like holy cow all right makes total sense right i mean look we just had independence day come back even though it kind of flopped at the box office we had jurassic park come back last year was great at the box office i mean we've had so many you know sequels um i mean that's all hollywood does anymore is uh is is do sequels so why wouldn't the matrix come back but then if you actually look at the trending topic and you look at where it's it's referencing it's referencing an article from five years ago january 24th 2011 Keanu Reeves supposedly spoke at the London International School of Performing Arts that Matrix 4 and Matrix 5 were in the works and that he's excited to play Neo and that the Wachowski siblings, I call them the siblings now because you can't call them the brothers. I feel weird calling them the sisters at the same time. It, just a personal thing, nothing nothing against anybody. But So I'm going to call them Wachowski siblings just to be as politically correct as possible. Um, they're, they're on board. They're talking to James Cameron. They're going to do 3D. It's all this wonderful stuff. Again, this this took place five years ago. Why is this trending? Why is this on? Why is this uh, you know up there? Hello, Leopold underscore TV. You're live on TalkingAlternative.com. You know, again, it, the internet is a funny thing. All these people must have just recently. I don't know how it works with Facebook. I don't know how it ends up becoming like a trending topic. They had a whole political thing about that. That they were only trending things that were liberal leaning, not conservative leaning i mean so this is just another example we actually tracked i tracked down a more recent article though cinema blend tracked down joel silver the producer of the matrix trilogy and he says we haven't talked about it i hope there'll be a time we can it was seriously designed as three stories and that was it but we'll see what happens so the door is still open it's possible for a matrix sequel but don't hold your breath you have a better shot of seeing canna reeves in parliament which happened as well. He actually visited Parliament uh, during the whole Brexit thing, and people were kind of being like, oh, Keanu Reeves, Neo is coming to save the day. No, he actually just came to pitch uh, one of the prime ministers or one of the conservative party members about expanding film production. But kind of maybe that's how it all kind of came together, right? Keanu Reeves made a big splash at Parliament, and then all of a sudden Facebook picks up an article that's like 15 you know, or sorry, not 15 years old, but five years old. It might as well be 15 years old. So, no, I don't think a Matrix 4 and 5 are coming. Just like I don't think there's going to be a Spider-Man Deadpool because we don't want to see Deadpool in a PG-13 movie. Um, however, our guest, Victor Dandridge, you can check out his uh, his stuff. It's all plastered on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. He did mention a cool Deadpool Spider-Man story would be that if it was in PG-13, uh, and Deadpool was aware that it was in PG-13, and then he couldn't curse. Uh, Dan T. Lawson, one of our Periscope viewers, chimed in and said Spider-Man could web his mouth up every time he's about to curse. I mean, you could actually play around with it, so maybe it is possible. Maybe it would be something that could happen. Um, it would be kind of cool. But we're spinning the racks. Game of Thrones. Sam still hasn't seen it yet. 
um, because it's only been a week since we talked about it all last podcast. What an amazing um, ser- uh, season finale this past Sunday. Uh, try to make it as spoiler-free as possible. Not really. You should you should have kind of seen it by now. It's been three. I, I don't know. I don't know how you can watch Game of Thrones and not have seen it now. I mean, I get it if like maybe you're on vacation in like a mine somewhere. Like, I would think even on vacation you would you would watch the Game of Thrones season finale if you're a Game of Thrones fan. But we learn Jon Snow's true origins, which has been rumored about for many many years. I mean, we're talking. Uh, I actually watched uh, the HBO special After the Thrones. It's kind of like a Talking Dead that they do. Um, and the one, the one girl, she's 29 years old. She's like, yeah, you know, I read the books when I was nine. I've been wondering about Jon Snow's origins for 20 years, and she finally got to, to see it. Um, we saw uh, the, the rise and fall of King Tommen. See? Spoiler free. See? Anybody who hasn't seen it has no idea what I'm talking about. That was very well played by me. Give myself a pat on the back for that one. Cersei becoming the supervillain we all think she was going to. Um, she's dressing like a supervillain. She's doing things supervillainy. Uh, very, very curious to know what's going to happen, though, because as, as this is, again, no spoiler, um, season five, we learn Cersei had a prophecy she stumbled across something in the woods, and this woman told her, your three kids are going to die, and then you will become the queen. And now that's kind of happened. So the next part of the prophecy, though, is that uh, her lover, who's also her brother, see, yeah, very exciting, um, is going to have to kill her. So is that going to is that gonna happen? Yeah. Yeah, I think, it, I, think it, uh, I think it's definitely something that you could... You can bank on. I mean, the look on Jamie's face when he made it back to King's Landing and realized there was a smoking crater where the uh, Citadel was once standing. Um, yeah, there, there's some stuff going to happen. Uh, we only got seven episodes uh, next season uh, instead of the usual ten, but they're going to wrap it up in season eight. So maybe we, we ended up getting maybe instead of ten episodes of a final season seven, we ended up getting now two seasons, maybe 15 episodes. So we end up getting some more Game of Thrones when all is said and done. We didn't do this last week, but, um, uh, and this is funny, um, uh, what do you call it? Sam actually, Sam, my engineer, actually wrote me a piece of paper and said we should mention something about Anton Yelkin uh, passing away, Star Trek actor, and uh, I think I completely just plum forgot to do it. It's very, very caught up. Very busy. Um, yeah, uh, you know, very sad. I mean, just, I mean, what else do you say? 27-year-old, prolific actor, though. I mean, very prolific. If you look at all the roles he's played, I mean, it's pretty, it was pretty incredible. I mean, the, the different, uh, not just the the uh, you know the different kinds of roles that he kind of took up in the last in, in his short but prolific career but you know the amount of films he was in and and you look at his filmography and you're like oh he was in that oh he was the 13 year old in that oh he was in this recent movie that just came out about the 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 punk group that gets uh, hunted by um, you know Patrick Stewart's neo Nazi character like I mean he's been in like everything like it, it, really really a shame good kid born from um, uh, Russian immigrants, Russian fis- figure skaters. Actually, They're, his parents were actually Russian figure skaters. Terrible, terrible loss. So we do, we do more than that. All right, this has been an amazing episode. We're not signing off just yet, but uh, just to kind of recap, Marvel and Fox kind of talking back and forth, and we broke down our top three team ups that we'd like to see. Team up slash slugfest slash this is what we want to see we want to see if fox and marvel were actually to come to terms we want to see a deadpool versus spider-man we want to see it as a it look it's going to have to be pg-13 it can't be r spider-man's just too much of a 
of a PG, you know, he look, he's a PG character. I mean, you're not going to have a five-year-old. Now, that, that was actually one of the things I thought about, though. How many underage kids ended up seeing Deadpool? And how many underage kids were taken by their parents to see Deadpool? I think for the most part it was actually okay, except for the one scene uh, where, where it was like sexual exploration day, where that was, uh, maybe that maybe that scene, would, would that would be a tough one to really, uh, you know, when Monica Baccarin and, uh, <laughs> kind of assumes the male role and, uh, and Ryan Reynolds assumes the female role, that's a tough one to explain to a 13-year-old. Mommy, daddy, what's going on? Now, they wouldn't say mommy, daddy if they're 13. Okay, they're too cool for that. Maybe a 10-year-old. If you brought a 10-year-old to Deadpool, how many people out there? That's for next week. I would like to know how many people out there, how many parents actually brought their, um, you know, underage person, uh, kid to Deadpool next week. Let me know. All right, it's been a great show. Next week, we are going to be launching a Kickstarter right on the show. It's Plan 10 from Outer Space. It's the sequel to the Ed Wood classic that begs the question, why raise the dead to destroy humanity when our cell phones are doing a pretty good job on its own? It's aliens versus humans versus technology. We're going to be launching the Kickstarter live. We're going to be welcoming Mike Martz back from Aftershock Comics. He's going to give us a little lowdown on Aftershock's San Diego Comic-Con preview. We've, and we're just going to keep talking Marvel. We're going to keep talking all the film, TV, comics, movies. We do this every week. TalkingAlternative.com. This has been Secrets of the Sire. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you concerned about epilepsy, autism, or diabetes? Are you interested in alternative treatments, the impact of health, or new therapies? Then tune into my show, Frank About Health. I'm Frank Harrison, the host. Tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc, where you learn more about these illnesses, treatments, the social impacts, and create a dialogue with each other. That's Frank About Health, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. 
you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 